Good day and welcome to Partake. We continue on with our series, The Church Begins, and we look at our final session together, looking at the final journey completed, and reading from Acts chapter 27, verse 39. When it was day, they didn't recognize the land, but they noticed a certain bay with a beach, and they decided to try to drive the ship onto it. Casting off the anchors, they left them in the sea at the same time, untying the rudder ropes. Hoisting up the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But coming to a place where two seas met, they ran the vessel aground. The bow, the ship's bow, struck and remained immovable, but the stern began to break up by the violence of the waves. The soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, so that none of them would swim out and escape. But the centurion, desiring to save Paul, stopped them from their purpose, and commanded that those who could swim should throw themselves overboard first to go toward the land, and the rest should follow, some on planks of wood and some on other things from the ship that would float. So it happened that they all escaped safely to the land. When we had escaped, then they learned that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us uncommon kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us all because of the present rain and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper or a snake came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said one to another, No doubt this man is a murderer, who, though he had escaped from the sea, yet justice has not allowed to live. However, he shook off the creature into the fire, and he wasn't harmed but they expected that he would have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But when they watched for a long time and saw nothing had happened to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. So along the journey, eventually the ship arrived at Malta from Caesarea. Everybody was safe and secure, but tired and bedraggled. The Roman centurion didn't want to kill the prisoners, including especially Paul, the ones that he was guarding, because he wanted to keep Paul alive. And this group of people stayed in Malta for three months. And all we know of their stay in Malta is two quite remarkable events. Firstly, the snake on the beach. As we read, the local Maltese people were hospitable to this group of travellers. Immediately the Maltese people built a fire on the beach for the weary cold travellers. Paul had gathered some of the wood for the fire, and when he put the wood on the fire, a snake was driven out by the heat and fastened itself onto his hand. At this point, because of their superstitions, the Maltese thought Paul was a murderer and trying to run from justice. Paul didn't suffer, however and the Maltese changed their minds about Paul. He went from being a murderer to a god. God was glorified yet again through this event, and Paul no doubt would have been horrified 
at the thought of being called a god, just as he was at Lystra years before in Acts chapter 14 verses 11 to 18. And this shows that God gives grace to the humble. And Paul was indeed a humble man. And secondly, there's the healing of the sick. The other event we hear about is about Publius. Publius was the Maltese leader. He entertained the ship's company, and Paul healed Publius' father, and the rest of the island came and were healed. Salvation by the God of, by the grace of God was preached, was preached, and Paul was honoured in many ways. We are not told if any Maltese became believers at this point, though we do know they did later on. And then they're approaching Rome after three months in Malta. They sailed on towards Italy. They landed at Puteoli, and Paul stayed there a week with some fellow believers who had come as far as 40 miles to meet him. There was a long time, long way to go back then. And Paul thanked God for them and was encouraged by God through them. God had kept Paul safe by his power to fulfill his promise to him about standing trial in the capital, Rome. Paul had experienced what he had long known to be true, that whatever happens in life falls within the purpose of God. No storm, no shipwreck, no snake, no Sanhedrin, no riots, no threats could separate him from the love of God or stop God's purpose for him. Paul arrived in Rome quietly and settled in the ministry despite his chains for the next two years. And during this time, he seemed to avoid any great dramas with the authorities. The arrival of Paul in Rome was the fulfillment of God's promise to him in the prison in Jerusalem back in Acts 23 verse 11. Paul never forced anything on anyone yet he refused to let anyone stop him from proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord. Paul always told people the gospel, the full gospel, with love, honesty, sensitivity, and a focus that breathed the personal concern. And just because people accept an invitation does not always mean they will listen. Paul found this out with the Roman Jews. They listened to him and then rejected the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And this is the last specific event recorded in Acts. We are left with the picture that preaching the gospel is hard in a world that is unsympathetic to us or our message. It is also the last instance of a Jewish rejection of Paul's ministry. And from now on he seems to concentrate only on the Gentiles. And this is shown in the universal nature of the church today, whereas back in the time of Paul, it was primarily Jewish. It also confirms Jesus' principle that when the message is constantly rejected in one place, then we are to take the message elsewhere. Matthew 10 verse 14. The gospel moves on, seeking the lost wherever they may be found. And then there's thirdly and finally, mission while under arrest. 
For two years Paul was able to preach the gospel in Rome and all this time he was under house arrest. And there are three main features of his ministry during this time. Firstly, he welcomed all who came to see him. His door was always open to all inquirers. If he couldn't go to them, then he would always welcome those who came to him. Secondly, he consistently preached the kingdom of God and taught about Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the hope, the saviour of the world. Paul's passion was Jesus Christ and his message of salvation was about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ dominated Paul's life. Paul loved him and constantly lifted him up before all people. And then thirdly, Paul preached boldly and without hindrance. Even though Paul was chained, his mouth remained open for Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ's gospel of good news of salvation. This sums up the book of Acts. Jesus cannot be contained. The gospel cannot be silenced. The salvation of sinners cannot be stopped. The work continues. Jesus Christ told his disciples that they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1 verse 8. These words continue for us today as we go into our places of work, study or our families to tell them of the saving love of Jesus Christ, that his name is the only name given under heaven among men and women by whom we will be saved and can be saved. The book of Acts, perhaps surprisingly, doesn't end with a final statement, but with a story that continues. Perhaps God wanted Luke to end the book of Acts with an open and unfinished story. Why? The book of Acts then is all about the continuing work of God in and through his people, the church. It is about the unfinished work of faithfulness, faithfulness to reach out, faithfulness to persevere when people will not listen, and faithfulness to proclaim Jesus Christ in all situations and circumstances. Our faith grabs hold of God's power, and this power strengthens our faith, and we are preserved. It places us within those walls and sets our souls within the guard of the power of God, which is only left exposed by our own selfish pride and acting in our own strength. Faith is a humble, self-denying grace, making the Christian nothing in himself and everything in God alone. He, and he alone, is to be our security. We who are believers in the 21st century Wherever we are in this world, we are the result of the work of the Holy Spirit in the church of the book of Acts. We are to be indebted to the work of Paul and the other apostles. It would be their desire for us to continue on the work they left. It would be their desire to see us living the gospel of truth in a world that is dying to know of the grace and love of its Saviour Jesus Christ. We as Christian believers in the 21st century are part of Acts chapter 29. It's still being written. 
will we be written as part of the story or simply be placed on the side that is the challenge for all of us who believe in Jesus Christ there is no neat happy ending to acts that we can enjoy thank you